0: Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are bringing hope and impacting our community by leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe your life will be transformed through this week's message. So let's jump right into it. Well, it's great to see you today, and as you're giving today, we thank God for the opportunity to give. We live to give and love to give. You're such a generous church. Always being blessed. And so we thank you. Thank you for those of you that are watching online. I'm just looking through here and scrolling. We have people watching all the way up into uh, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, out into uh, Utah. And um, it's a great thing. So we welcome you. Father's house, would you welcome our online church that's watching with us today? Wow, we are so blessed that you are here today, that you made it. It's not an accident that you're here. God wanted you to hear. He has something He wants you to hear. And uh, last week, as uh, uh, Pastor Andrea spoke, I thought she knocked it out of the park, did such a great job. Of course, Hannah carried about 90% of that day, so we just thank God. I was so inspired, Hannah, by your obedience as a young person to the Lord. That's what this dream series is all about. It's helping all of us to develop the dreams that God has put in our heart and to help our kids to achieve their dreams. So we want to continue with this today and talk about embracing your God-given dreams. So I I hope that you know that God has a plan for your life that's above and beyond anything that you could ever imagine. Do you believe that today? Hey, let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the opportunity of just worshiping you. Our hearts are heavy for this uh, fatality and people still trying to get to church and couldn't get here because it's just so many different detours. And Lord, we just pray for those involved in that and we pray for our first responders also. I know it's never easy to deal with some of those things. And Father, we thank you for First Baptist and all that they're doing and our ability to partner with them in this one area Thank you, Father, for our community that draws together and not separates or build walls. And I pray today you'd help me to say what you want me to say. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't say. And Lord, I pray today that you would be glorified, your saints would be edified, and the devil would be terrified in the name of Jesus. I read, uh, ran across a quote this week that I wanted to put up on the uh, screen for you, and it's by David Witt, and uh, he's a Welsh poet. And just, it just really motivating. He said, I don't want to have written on my tombstone when finally people struggle through the weeds, pulling back the moss, and they read the inscription there, he made his car payments. <laughs> you know, I, I want more for my life than when I was born and then dash and when I died. I want to leave a legacy, I want to fulfill the dream that God has put in my heart, and I believe you do too. I believe you realize we were born on purpose for God's purpose, and we need to embrace our dreams. If you didn't hear Hannah's testimony last week of uh, how that God has opened up her heart and challenged her to start her own uh, 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 salon It's a beauty salon, whatever. Uh, I was trying to think of the appropriate words, you know, and uh, how that God has challenged her, and she stepped out. And then I think of all the other stories I'm hearing. And listen, if God is challenging you to, with a dream, to step out, write it on that connection card in the back of the chair and drop it in with the ushers as you leave today because I want to know about it. Like, for instance, uh, Amanda, one of our young ladies who's very successful in her career, feels like that God has called her back to law school. She's going back to law school. Or like this week as I was walking downtown and another one of our young ladies, Katie, said, hey, I don't have a whole salon, but I do have my chair in a place that's my own in Wildwood. Congratulations, Katie, for embracing the dream that God has for you. So I want to know, what is the dream that God is speaking to you? I see. I don't believe that there are really great people in the world, I believe there are ordinary people that have responded to extraordinary dreams, and when an ordinary person responds to a God-given dream, I believe God makes that person great. So we're talking about dreams, and so I want to start at the very beginning because some people are saying, "Well, what are you talking about? You know,, well, my uncle Gert- my aunt Gertrude, my Uncle Gertrude. <laughs> my Uncle Gertrude, you know, it's the world we're living in. Uh, anyway, I I didn't have anything between services to drink, so I'm okay, all right? (laughs) But when we think about dreams, sometimes it's those things that happen while we're sleeping, right? Sometimes those dreams are more nightmares than they are dreams. And listen, all of your dreams are not from God. So don't always start asking people, I had this dream and, and I, just, I just want to know. Look, 99% of the dreams you had weren't from God, okay? And if they were from God, he'll, you'll know that it's just a dream. So don't start looking for every dream. So I'm not talking about those dreams. And I'm not really talking about the other dreams that we have with our eyes wide open. When people say, well, you know, I've always dreamed of and I've always thought. So the desires and the ambitions that you have while you're awake and, your eyes are open and you have those. So that's the second thing that you see there in your notes and on the screen, the desires and ambitions I've always dreamed. I've always thought I've always wanted to do. And then, but thirdly, what I'm talking about is the God given dreams. The God given dreams are the purpose and the mission that God has for you to complete that nobody else can complete. And, uh, and so, you know, some of those dreams you thought earlier, you know, you wanted to be a rock star and then you realize, You know, like some mother should tell people that try out for American Idol. You can't sing, dummy. (laughs) Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, read it with me. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God says, my plans, my dreams for your life are not messed up but they're good dreams to give you a hope we live after. And I know some of the dreams that you had earlier and I had earlier, aren't you glad that they weren't God-given dreams and came to pass, right? Oh, I want that job. I want that job. I want that job. Aren't you glad you didn't get that job and God gave you something else? Or maybe I've got to marry this person. I've got to marry this person. Now, 10 years later, when you look back or you look at them, aren't you thankful? God, thank you. I didn't marry them, right? So, but God's dreams are not that way. God's dreams are good. Say with me, good. So if God has a dream for all of us, everybody, even if you're an unbeliever, God has a dream for you. I'll show you that in just a minute. But that dream can only be fulfilled really when you surrender your heart and your life to the Lord. So how do I, how do I embrace a God-given dream? Number one, listen, 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 listen to what God is telling you. I'm afraid too often, much of our life, we spend in spending all the time in a monologue talking to God. God, I need this. God, I need this. God, I need this. God, I need this. And every once in a while, I feel like he's saying, time out. Let's just, just pause for a moment. And let me give you some direction. Listen to what God would be saying to you. And sometimes when God will show you the dream that he has for you, doubts and worries can come and they can become louder than the voice of God. We need to listen, get quiet and listen to the voice of God. I have the quote there for you in your notes, and I love it. To recognize the voice of God, you have to silence every other voice in your head and focus on the one that matters the most, and that's the voice of God. I just want to share with you just some practical things today about your dream that God has for you. And here's one. If you're taking notes, you can fill it in. God's dream for your life is far bigger than your dream. God's dream for your life is far bigger than your dream. Too many of us have safe comfortable dreams that we can accomplish on our own. Listen, God-given dream is going to be so big that you can't accomplish it without him, without others helping you and putting your trust in him. I love the story of uh, President Eisenhower said when he was a young boy, he and his friend were fishing by the creek. And he said, we began talking about what do we want to be when we grow up? And he said, I told my friend, I want to be a professional baseball star. That's what I want to be. And his friend said, oh, I want to be president of the United States. Eisenhower said, well, neither one of us got our dream. But he did. Eisenhower did become a great president. And I'm thinking, how often... We try to settle for something less than what God wants. Uh, Ephesians 3 and 20, read this with me, will you, on the, on the Sky Bible? God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He's saying, look, you think you've got a big dream? God says, I want to take you beyond that dream. I want to show you something even bigger than that. Look at that. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working in us his spirit deeply and gently within us. That's what he's doing today in this whole series and some of you today. He's not pushing you and saying, oh, you've got to do better. You've got to have a dream. No, he's just gently saying, hey, let me me show you. Let me show you what your life could be. Let me show you what I can do with you. The next little fill-in there, if you're taking notes, is a dream shows me what God wants to do through me. A dream shows me what God wants to do through me, what He wants to do through me. If He wants to do it through me, that means that I've got to cooperate with Him. And He'll show us parts of our future. I've learned a long time ago that God will never reveal the total dream to you all at once. Because if He did, it would scare the living daylights out of you to see what He wants. You say, that's way too much. That could never happen. Uh, uh, he just, we just know that little by little, he gives us the dream. In fact, Pharaoh, who is an unbeliever, God gave him a dream. Remember Genesis forty-one thirty-two. as for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God and he will soon make them happen. Here's another one. A great dream inspires others to dream. A great dream inspires others to dream. Hannah, when you shared your dream last week, it inspired me to dream bigger. It inspired me to dream bigger. And when you hear stories of people, and some of you come up to me and shared with me, hey, I feel like this is what God is saying to me. I think God wants to do this in my life. It it inspires me to dream bigger and to say, okay, God, what else do you have for me? Here's Here's a question I want to ask you, those of you that are married. Do you know what dreams your spouse has? Have you ever sat down long enough with them and say, you know, what are your dreams? What are your dreams? And you don't have to evaluate them. And here's another one, parents. What are your kids' dreams? Do you have any earthly idea Of what your kid's dream is? I believe God can start giving God-given dreams when kids are very young. I told you when I was five, God gave me a dream. A dream that I would be preaching. And uh, if he had explained it to me all at once, I'd have probably... Because I could have never seen what he's doing here. But a great dream inspires other people to dream. And get ready, fasten your seatbelts, because I want you to meet a dreamer today that's part of the Father's house. I'd like you to welcome to the stage Amanda Neal, who owns the Ultimate Health Direct Primary Care. Amanda, come on up. All right. Have a seat, Amanda. So tell everybody, we'll, we'll talk about your business. You're one of the, you're one of the uh, fastest growing businesses in our community. You've received several honors and awards because you're making a difference in our community. So tell us a little bit about uh, the dream that you're living uh, and, and what does it do to make our community better?
1: So my name is Amanda Neal. I'm a nurse practitioner, and I own Ultimate Health Direct Primary Care, which is a medical practice where I do primary care, but I don't accept any health insurance. My patients pay a flat monthly fee based on their age, an affordable flat monthly yes, it fee. Is so that they have 24-hour access to me. Um, day, night, weekend, holiday, even right now, in my phone, my patients can call me or text me right now, and if need be, I would meet them at the office and do whatever needed to be done. I also own Petite Soiree, which yeah. is a small event space, so it's a blank canvas where you can have a quinceaida or you can have whatever you can imagine with your event coordinator you can have in a small, intimate awesome, space.
0: Awesome, awesome. And you've done such a great job, and, and uh, I know you've, seen the vision of your business how big it can be that you can still give that personal care and I just thank God for that because a lot of people would start off and they'd say well just get as many as I can and never understand take it because God has given you a heart now let's rewind to the beginning of that dream and uh uh, first of all I mean, you're very successful, so people would imagine that you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, (laughs) and that you came from a very wealthy family and everything. So tell us about your life when you were around the age of 16.
1: At 16, my very young, my parents, my mom was 16 when I was born, my dad was 18 when I was born, and at 16, my mom and my sisters and I were living in the homeless shelter in South Florida, um, because life had just knocked my mom down and made it call her uncle, and that's that was our lot in yeah. life at sixteen.
0: Yeah. And then at twenty-four, you. I was a homeowner. A homeowner, isn't that awesome? <laughs> uh, I tell you, God is able to, God is able to break, break chains in families. Now, I want to talk about this dream because I've, I've seen what you have. I, I, I've seen how that God is blessing that. So tell me. Uh, about the inception of this dream. And I think actually uh, in in CJ's life group, you shared the dream and uh, they began praying about. So so share us about how that dream came about and what it looked like.
1: So I was laying on my bed of affliction with COVID and I was binge watching Heart of Dixie. Uh It's a program about a, a big highfalutin doctor who goes to a small town and they make her fall in love and she falls in love with them. And I said, that's me. (laughs) That's going to be me because God was giving me ultimate health. I was a single mom. So I became a nurse so that I could take care of my son because he was my responsibility. I was going to do what I had to do. So when God told me to quit my job, I said, who do
0: what? Yeah.
1: Well, who's going to feed my baby? Yeah. And so he was giving me, you're going to quit your job. You're going to start this clinic, but I'm going to provide for you. And I said, okay. Yeah. And that's where it was the vision for it came then because I was sick and my girlfriends, I call them and I'm like, hey, can you come over to my house and give me IVs? And they're like, no, you have COVID. I said, that's why I called you. Yes, exactly. And so when I decided the model for the clinic or God was giving me the model for the clinic, my patients get sick. I'll go to your house. Wow. I'll send my nurse to your house. We do old school medicine. Yeah, yeah. It's none of those traditional hours of, no, you have cold symptoms. Don't come in. Yes, come in. That's why you're sick.
0: Yes. Wow. What a, what a, what a need. What a need in our community. Now, you have a, you have a, a very nice uh, piece of property that you're outgrowing. In fact, when I was there last <laughs> week, uh, it, the parking lot was full. I think you had to park across I the street, did. right? <laughs> I did. So you're probably not going to be long for that. But it's always, there's always somebody there. You're always blessing them. So uh, now I guess then it was, you had all the money you needed to start your practice. (laughs) How did you, how did you start the
1: practice? So I'd gone to the bank because I had this idea, this dream, and I went to the bank, and and lovely bankers, they said, oh, sweetie, that's a cute idea, but you don't have any money. Isn't
0: it amazing (laughs) how many people, when you share your dream, it's such a big dream, and they look at what's on paper, or they look at what you have to give, and they say, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah." no, you don't have enough money. So they partnered me with the SBDC, which helps small businesses develop, and the SBDC, we worked on it. We were going for an SBA loan, so I needed $30,000. Well, my family and friends, don't have $30,000, and everything that I made as a nurse practitioner, we needed it to live off of. Well, God was already lining it up, because I still had my RN license. So, And you example,
0: had a school p- p- bill.
1: Oh, yeah, um, $120,000 student loan bill.
0: <laughs> yeah, just
1: it's small, it's small. <laughs> and so I... Picked up a contract at Leesburg Regional, and so Monday through Friday, from eight to five, I was a nurse practitioner. I went home, I changed my clothes. On Friday nights, I put on scrubs and was at the hospital the whole weekend. So for 77 days, I was a nurse practitioner by day and an RN by night, and at the end of the 12 weeks, I handed them their $30,000. Wow, wow, wow. And they gave me the keys. (laughs) They gave me the keys to the building.
0: But hold on. If God gives you a dream, it should be easy. So, But I'm hearing there 77 days, and I don't calculate much time to sleep. What sleep? Sleep, yeah, yeah. What's that? But how did you, I mean, think about it. How did, when you look back in retrospect, how did you survive 77 days was God. in that way?
1: God. It was only God. There were days where I said, Lord, I can't do this. And he's like, baby, you got eight more shifts. Just eight more shifts. But God, I'm so tired. Wow! And then I was working on the COVID unit. So I got COVID again. And I I took a day off and I was right back in there.
0: Wow. So now you were born in, uh, you was raised in Winter Haven. Yes, sir. And you graduated high school there. Then where did you go to college?
1: Florida A&M University. All right. All right. (laughs) For my bachelor's. And then I went to University of South Florida for my master's.
0: Now. Uh, Winter Haven and your Leesburg. What brought you to Leesburg?
1: That hundred and twenty thousand dollars student loan bill. If, for, as a nurse, if you will serve an underserved population, they will help you pay it back. So I originally came here to get a little help with my bill, but I fell in love, so I didn't leave.
0: <laughs> oh, so you fell in love with Leesburg. Leesburg. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is home. <laughs> My sister is in Texas and she comes down for like the fish fry. And she's like, I'm coming to Mayberry with you this weekend. (laughs) I love it here. (laughs) I'm never leaving.
0: So Amanda, I, I know your heart. I know that this is a God given dream. It could have never happened. And you are making a difference. I watch the people who come to your uh, clinic. I see the joy in their life. I see the people that you're making a difference with. And, uh, it's because of God. Amen. It's because of God. Amen. So what would you say to people here that maybe they have the the just the beginning of a dream but they're so afraid to even talk about it? Well, what would you what would you say to them?
1: The first part you covered, it's listen. I listened. I was laying there sick, but I heard God say start a clinic, so I listened. And then you uh, ministered a years ago about everything we need you talked about dreams before everything you need to fulfill your god-given purpose is already inside and so it's already in there he's giving you all the pieces just listen and then he will order your steps and send people there have been so many people along the journey i never would have imagined sitting here oh my
0: goodness (laughs) (laughs) well and and we're honored that the father's house is in your life so our question always is what brought you to the father's house how'd you find us
1: (laughs) One Christmas morning, I was cleaning my carpet. So I said, well, Lord, I don't want to go to the 10 o'clock service anywhere. I need an 11 o'clock service. So I finished cleaning the carpet. I got in the car, and I'm driving by, and the sign is flashing. It says service, 11, uh, 11 o'clock. I said, Aah! And so I came in, and I told God, I need one of those good old Hallmark-type miracles this Christmas because life was rough at the time. I came through the door. There were kids up here in red singing, and it was dark. And I said, you got it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want you to know that we're honored, and we are looking forward to the next step that God has in your life. And our prayers are with you, and you'll be out front to be able to talk with people that have any questions, all right? Hey, let's give her a hand. Thank Thank God for Amanda. Wow. So, number one, listen. Number two, if you're taking notes, expect only God moments. Right. Expect only God moments. Those are the moments when you say, uh, in retrospect, after God does something, you say, oh, that only happened because of God. I could have never met that person. I could have never accomplished that. How do you accomplish 77 days, no sleep? How can you do that and lay a $30,000 check down you get in 77 days and at age 16 you were homeless, had no place to go and you're doing all that? How can, it's an only God moment in our life. I'm thinking that when we started the Father's House some 27 years ago, we couldn't find. We started the old Shoney's Hotel, which is across from Ramshackles, and they rented the ladies' club, and we were looking for a place to rent, and nobody wanted to rent to us, number one, because there'd been a lot of churches that had started, and people uh, would leave town and wouldn't stick. Well, we've stuck for almost 30 years, and we'll probably be here another 100 years, okay? We're here to stay. And so we'd start to try to find a place, and nobody would rent to us, no we don't want to rent to a church. No, we don't want to rent to a church. And we were thinking, what can we do? We're just, we're thinking. So the Lord gave us this thought. We had a very small group of people and uh, that we would take and set our alarms for 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. every day. And we'd pray 10 minutes asking for a building, asking God for a building, because we looked everywhere we could find. And the day that we started that we're just a handful of people. The day that we started that Uh Anita was on her way to work and there was a sign up on the boulevard of a medical facility that said for purchase or lease. And it had never been open before. And she said, hey, I, I don't know, maybe this is something. So I called the owner of that, Joe Nolette. And uh, Joe said, yeah, he said, it's really strange. He said, I've had, I've had renters in here for how many years they've been. And he said, then all of a sudden, they decided they wanna up and leave. And I'm thinking in my mind, 10 at 10, we're moving them out, all right? So anyway, and then he says, I'll tell you what, he says, I'll help you if you don't even have the finances right now, I'll carry, help carry the note for a while to help you get in that. And people say, that's a miracle. In itself, but I'm telling you, it's an only God. There are things, when you start living the God-given dream, there's going to be moments that are only God because Revelation 3 and 8, you've got to memorize this verse. It's on the screen. Let's say it together. I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. Revelation 3 and 8. Revelation 3 and 8 says what? I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. Revelation 3 and 8. What's our memory verse? I have set before you an open door and no one can shut that. Revelation 3 and 8. If I came up to you and said, what's Revelation 3 and 8? What do you say? I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. Revelations 3 and 8 says what? I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. Open door. But you've got to walk through the door you got to walk to the door. Some of you, God has opened up just a little bit of that. And you said, well, Lord, if it's really you, just go ahead and kick it in. And he says, i have already in the process. If you'll start moving towards that door, I've opened the door. But you say, but the bank says I don't have money. I will open the door and no bank can shut it. But they say, I can't get the property. I will open the door and nobody can keep that property from you. The property you're setting on? was property that we went to the owner and we said we'd like to have the property. He said, I'm sorry, I've already submitted to the city that we're gonna build houses here on this property. I've already paid the architect, done everything else. He said, I'm sorry, you're too late. But we had already been praying over this property. This property was already part of about a 50-something acres that another church was gonna build here. And they got into planning and they got into some of those church arguments that they have, and so they split off of the property, what they're going to do, and partialed it out. So this church was originally supposed to be a lighthouse to our community anyway. And we've been praying. We looked at this. We walked. We, we parked on this property, walked this property before we ever had it. Said, God, we believe that right here on this place is where you want us. We didn't know the villages would surround us. We didn't know all the things that were happening. There was hardly nothing here. But we believed this was where God wanted us to be. But he said, no, I. you can't have it. It won't work. I've already spent too much money. But we stood and said, God, you open a door and no man can shut it. He called me the next morning, said, I'll eat the money. I want you to have the property. I'll even help carry the notes so you can have the property. When God opens a door, no man can shut it. Number three, be faithful to your now dream, the dream you have right now. Here's what I want you to understand. Please hear what I'm saying you got to understand your dream can change cuz some people say well i just i want the, i want a dream for my life i want a dream for my life here's what i've noticed through the years dreams change with different stages and ages and maturity of our life so you may start off with a dream and 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 look, now listen God's ultimate purpose for our life never changes, that we would know him, that we would grow in him, that we would love him, that we would serve him, that we would share him. But dreams change through the years. Because you see, some of you are sitting and saying, well, I'm old. I can't dream. No, tell that to, tell that to Caleb. At age 40, he had a dream and said, give me that biggest mountain. I want to take that mountain as it's moving it in the promised land. For 40 long, unfulfilled years, he had to watch people die, die, die because of their doubt and unbelief. But age 80, they came back to the edge of the problem. 80, 80, 80. You hear me? 80. And he said, oh, I, 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 I still have that dream. I still have that dream in my life. So here's God, if you're under the sound of my voice right now, God is saying, I've got a dream. It may not be the dream that you had as a kid, but I've got a dream for you. And sometimes it changes. Sometimes it gets bigger. Sometimes it gets wider. Sometimes it gets more narrow. Ephesians 1 and 8 says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he's called you to share. I want you to realize that God has been made rich because we who are Christ have been given to him. Number four, grow with your dream. Grow with your dream. A God-given dream keeps you growing. I've had to develop skills that I didn't have at the beginning of my life. And some of you, is that right, Amanda? I mean, you've, you've, you've learned things that you didn't know. You've had to grow with a dream. Sometimes people say, well, okay, that's the dream, and you want to stay where you are. No, you've got, to, you've got to grow. You've got to learn how to expand. If he's going to give you two or three different businesses, if he's going to expand in two or three different sites, if he's going to, if he's going to open up more doors, you're going to have to grow. And then one day you're going to be sitting back and somebody say, oh, I really, I really admire I really admire what you do. And you look at them and say, I didn't know I had it in me. I didn't know I had it in me. But you see, there's something about a God-given dream. He reaches down into the recesses of how that he made us and how he created us with different talents and different gifts. And he begins to say, let me pull a little bit of that. Let me show you before the foundation of the earth. I already saw you. I already knew you and I already gifted you to be able to fulfill the dream that I had for you. I love Philippians chapter 3 verses uh, verses 12 through 15 from the easy read. I like the easy read every once in a while. I don't mean that I'm exactly what God wants me to be. How about you? Anybody say amen? I'm not what God wants me to be. 73 and he's still working on me. That's a song, isn't it? God's still working on me. Showing me what I should be. Whoa. There you go. I'm only 73. (laughs) You and me. On stage. We got it. I don't mean that I'm exactly what God wants me to be. I have not yet reached my goal or I have not yet reached my dream, but I continue to reach out to that dream to make it mine. That's what Christ Jesus wants me to do. It's the reason he made me his. Brothers and sisters, I know I still have a long way to go. Look at your neighbor and say, amen. Amen. But there's one thing I do I forget what's in the past, and I try as hard as I can to reach the goal or the dream before me. I keep running hard towards the finish line to get the prize that is mine because God has called me through Jesus Christ to life up there in heaven. All of us who have grown to be spiritually mature should think this way too. And if there's any of this that you don't agree with, God will make it clear to you. Wow mark of spiritual maturity. Number five, live the dream in spite of your past failures. Live the dream in spite of your past failures. And here's where where some of you, this is really just for you today. Because here's what you said. Some of you are sitting here today say, yeah, you know, years ago, I had the beginning of a dream and and I really believe it was a, a God dream. But I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I blew the dream. I didn't live the dream. I made such a mistake that there's, there's no... So, yeah, I know God had plan A for me. But I think probably it's right now, it's like plan B, C, D, or E. Listen, if you don't hear anything else that I've said this morning... God sent me to tell some of you he's not forgotten dream a he has not forgotten his original purpose his original dream for you I know maybe somebody hurt you they betrayed you they did you in. They pushed you down, and you're thinking, there's no way that that dream will ever come to pass. God sent me to tell you today, it doesn't matter if it's been 50 years ago. He still has dream A for you to complete, and that's what he wants you to hear today. Do you hear that? If you believe that today, say, amen, Lord, amen, amen. amen. Say, Yahweh Terry, you don't know the mistake I made. Ecclesiastes 7 and 20, look at this. Read it with me. There is no one on earth who does what is right all the time and never makes a mistake. Get over yourself. You didn't make a mistake so big that God has given up on you. There's none of us that lives a perfect life. I love Luke 19 and 10. It says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. He came, first of all, to seek what was lost was my relationship with God because of sin. But I also looked at that this week, and I felt like the Lord said, Also, I've come to help those who feel like they've given up on the dream. I've helped them to recover and restore my original dream for their life. Even if it's been 40, 50 years, I can get them back on track because I haven't forgotten the dream. You say, well, how can I do that? Well, I'll put that in your notes because I knew I wouldn't have time to develop all of these. But the first one is, honestly accept the responsibility for your poor choice. Start there. Quit blaming others. I made a mistake. I messed up the dream. I did it. I take responsibility. I'm not blaming anybody else, but I'm going to say the condition I'm in right now it's because of the mistakes that I made second of all humbly ask God's mercy and forgiveness well there's a great passage there Psalm 51 where David said Lord forgive my sins restore to me and then number three gratefully accept God's grace and forgive myself see when I talked a minute ago about your failure that's kept you from the dream some of you said, yeah, it's, it's and you still feel the guilt for that. You're still carrying guilt for something that happened maybe 20 or 30 years ago. Because you start, the enemies lied to you and said, that's too big of a mistake. God can never forgive that. Then how do you rationalize Romans chapter uh, 8, verses 1 and 2? Look at this. So now, now, so say now. Now, there is no condemnation, there is no guilt for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You led us in that song a few minutes ago, Breaking the Chains. Anita talked about that, the chain broken. So if you're sitting here or listening online and you say, yeah, but Terry, you don't know the mistake I made, it's too big. Then what you're telling me is that the power of the cross and Jesus' death was not big enough or powerful enough to cover your sin. I'm telling you what He did on the cross when He said, it is finished. That means that when you come to Him and ask His forgiveness, that guilt, that shame, that condemnation is gone and He forgives you and He wants to put you back on the track for that original dream purpose in your life to be fulfilled. If you believe that today, say amen, 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 amen. And generously forgive those who've hurt me grief guilt and grudges will keep you out of your dream yep you're right they did you wrong they walked out on you they divorced you they left you with the kids that employer fired you for no reason somebody else betrayed you they stole money from you yep i'm hurt well stand in line who's not hurt But that grudge, that grip, you say, yeah, but I just, they just you just don't know. Let me tell you what they did to me. And, I, and I'm just gonna, I, I just, I can never forgive them. I'm just, I'm just no, here, here's what's happening. You're trying to pay them back. And you're in a prison. You are in a prison. Because of what they did, you are in a prison. If Jesus Christ could leave the glory of heaven and come to this earth and live a sinless life and take on my sorry sins if he could be beaten if he could be betrayed crucified on a cross for sins he never committed and he says father forgive them for they know not what they do then it's time for you to just simply say okay I forgive them I let them go Because God, I know you've got an original plan for me to fulfill. And then lastly, courageously face the future with faith. Courageously face the future with faith. God is the God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, fifth chances. He's a God that never gives up on us and keeps bringing us back to that original dream. Because if you ever read Revelation 3 and 8, it says, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. Revelation 3 and 8. If somebody says to you, What's Revelation 3 and 8 say? You say, No man can shut. No man can shut. Satan can't shut. Your failures can't shut. Nothing can shut that. Today, some of you. You're saying yeah you know I've, I've, I feel like a little I feel like a little embers burning in me to restore the dream or to live the dream that God has given me I just like I just if I could just get some fresh wind on that if I could just get some fresh some fresh desire to, to live that dream so I want to pray for you today there are businesses to be started here there's some of you that are going to be called into some area of, of, of as a missionary or uh, as some of you that are retired, go to a mission, mission field and spend some time there. Some of you young people, God is going to show you some things. And parents, when your kids share a God-given dream, don't say to them, well, we could never afford that. 16, homeless. People who have probably written you off. Well, she's just a black girl, 16. Look at her family history. But God. But God. Thank you. Color, age, education, finance background. Doesn't matter when it comes to this God who made you so special that he has something for you to do that he didn't ask anybody else to do it, but he asked you. So what is that? Parents, what is that in your kids? Help them to dream God dreams. Ask them, what is your dream? And you start praying that and you help them. You say, but man, they just, they, that, what they gave me was too big. I'm gonna tell you in the cornfields of Illinois, when I was a kid, and nobody in my family was ever a preacher. Nobody in my family. But I thought God called me. I could have never dreamed that He would allow me to travel in 75 nations of the world, and preach. I would have never believed that He had let me go to a little church last week in Dahlonega, Georgia. About 40 people showed up. That was all that was there. It was their homecoming. They'd had a church that had been in, in, in operation 113 years. A small handful but I was able to go there and say, it's time to dream again because God's last command is our first priority to go into all the world. That's why Amanda's doing what she's doing to make a difference. She's earning the right, building a bridge to share the gospel. And some of you that are business people, that's what you're doing. Let's pray. Father, I pray for those that are here that are followers of you and they have a dream. And maybe that dream has got stale, cold, overlooked. I pray today you would fan the flames, Lord. As you continue to pray with your head bowed and your eyes closed, maybe you say, you know what, Terry, God seems a million miles away from me. Did you know the original purpose of Jesus? Ephesians 2 tells us that Jesus came to destroy the barrier between you and himself so that you could be close to him and you could be close to God. Jesus came to pay the penalty for your sins and destroy that barrier. For some of you, it feels like such a distance between you and God. But God is calling you today and he says, I went to the cross to pay the penalty for your sins. Jesus said, I give you my life. I give you what I did on the cross to pay for your sins. And all I ask is do you bring the failures of your life and surrender them to me? Let me forgive you of your sins. Let me give you a purpose for living and a promise for eternity. If that's you today and you say, Terry, I'm a I'm ready for that barrier between me and Jesus to be destroyed. That's me. I really need him today. If that's you, would you raise your hand and make eye contact with me and say, that's me. I want to do that today, thank you. Others today, that's me, thank you. Others today, thank you. Others online, just simply say, yeah, that's me. That's me today, that's me. Pray this prayer with me today. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender the heart. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. I confess I need you. And I know you died on the cross to pay my price. And On the third day, you rose again. As best as I know how, I want to serve you all the days of my life. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thanks for joining us. If you said that prayer and surrendered your life to Jesus, it's the best decision you will ever make, and we would like to celebrate with you. We have some tools to help you on your journey. Simply text DECIDED to 352-329-2301.
1: That's 352-329-2301. Join us next time as we continue to love God, love people, and make disciples.